What's up? This is Matt Franco. And this is Eric Dittleman. Welcome to Mind Over Magic. Episode 71, Mind Over Magic. We got Matt Franco and Eric Dittleman coming at you from different sides of the country. What is up? Yeah, we got Las Vegas and New York meeting over the interwebs, as we do. Uh, I love how we feel the need to like say that every episode. <laughs> hey, who knows? Who knows? We, we could have new listeners every episode. We want to keep them up to date. Who knows? That's true. Yeah, yeah. How are you? Speaking of episodes, Matt, I listened to your Howie Mandel podcast. The whole two hours. The whole two hours, yeah. Oh, that I, was so much fun. I was doing a lot of driving, so it, it got me most of the way there. <laughs> yeah, man, he is so funny. How he is, uh, how he's the best. I think right off the bat, I don't know why we hadn't thought of this earlier, because uh, I'm pretty sure the star of that episode was Tiana. And oh, I was like, why, such a highlight. Yeah. why hasn't Tiana been on our podcast? <laughs> Anything is possible. <laughs> Which is a phrase that you keep saying and said many times on Howie's podcast as well. <laughs> In fact, they wanted to name the episode that, which they didn't end up doing. Uh, mostly, I know. Mostly because they probably checked our episode list and saw we already used it. I did enjoy, oh, you didn't see this because you said you listened to it in the car, but he does yeah. like a YouTube version as well. They actually plastered our um, graphic over oh. the screen. Oh, nice. Oh, that's cool. When I plugged the Mind Over Magic podcast. So if you came over from Howie's World, uh, welcome to Mind Over Magic. We appreciate you being here. I like this that, is our first episode since. I like that you called it Howie's World, which is not the name of his podcast, but it's very, <laughs> very much like uh, like Bobby's World, which he did have a part in. So I, I just want to throw it out there that that would have been a great name for the podcast. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Is it too late to give him notes? <laughs> <laughs> it's never too late. What's uh what's been happening in Vegas, Matt? Well, I mean, I'm just a mess over here. I'm yeah. holding my microphone. I'm having headphones issues on the way in. Yeah, You're having me reboot my system. Uh-huh. I mean, it's just one of those days over here in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, not not all together. But uh, again, it's gonna reinforce your goal from last episode of you wanted to kind of create a podcasting studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to I'm going to follow up with that. I think you sent you meant a note to yourself to send me some links so I can have uh yeah. at least the same equipment you have. We'll have some consistency here. Now, here this just popped in my head. This is just free form right now. We're we're, we're like all that. over the por- place right now cuz you wanted things to be a little bit looser since you were on Howie's, which I can attest is a very very loose podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, whenever you, you know, are on the Internet and you're asking for links, do you just automatically think of work and go into the hotel? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I do. Anytime I hear the word link, either plural (laughs) or singular, I just think of work. But, you know, it just came off my weekend, so I haven't been to Link in uh, a few days. So, like, when you ask me what's going on in Vegas, I'm like, I don't remember. (laughs) <laughs> it's been a little while. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. I'm like, I know I had some like crazy mm-hmm. things going on at the shows this past week, but it was so long ago. And if I don't take note of them specifically for the podcast, yeah, they disappear. Yeah. Well, that's what you were supposed to be doing, Matt. Take notes specifically <laughs> for the podcast. <laughs> I thought we were going free form. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, I just want to remember for later when we plug where they can buy tickets to your show that mm. they should go. Can, can they go to the link link? 
The link link. Yeah, like there's a link for the link if that's what you yeah, mean. One has a K, one has a Q. Exactly. That's what I mm-hmm. mean. Okay, cool. You, people spell link all the time incorrectly because it's spelled uh, L-I-N-Q. Yeah. For the hotel and experience. Right. Um, so, yeah, people spell it L-I-N-K all the time. Sure, because L-I-N-Q is not a normal way to spell it. So That's fair to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of like M-A-T-T. You know, people do that too, which yeah. because M-A-T is not a normal way or to spell it. D-I-T-T-E-L-M-A-N. <laughs> <laughs> like Diddleman. Right. This exactly. is the spelling episode. This is the spelling episode. I might have to change my riddle later then. Um, but um, Matt, uh, so so you had shows. Shows went well. You don't remember any of them. I don't. <laughs> I, not specifically. I, I think everything went really well from what Good. I recall. Oh, we had a tech issue. Oh, that's something. Yeah, what happened? Yeah, yeah, we had a tech issue where the camera, we use a handheld camera for this one bit and the uh, casino bit, and the camera was completely blown out. Oh, it was just yeah. like a white wash on, or, yeah. Yeah, it was a little a little bit of a white wash, and we were training a substitute on camera. Mm-hmm. So he went to try to fix that, and then everything went out of focus. Oh, but, Mr. Matt Green came running in from stage left to save the day, pressed a couple of buttons, and we were back up and running like brand new. I mean, again, you've got to use these opportunities for misdirection, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the point of misdirection is people can't remember that they were misdirected, (laughs) right? Yeah, but when you have someone come running from the wings to save the day, a tech issue, you could palm an elephant. You could palm an elephant. That is true. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, if I had bigger hands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think you need to come up with a bit now in your show where you palm an elephant. Maybe I will. Yeah. It's just, a fun it's fun thematically. Yeah, exactly. And you can right? explain, you know, oh, unless it's like a little too close to I you know, I say Pin and Teller do a thing with like a distraction bit with a gorilla, but I, I like the idea of just like palming an elephant. And maybe it's a really tiny elephant. Anything is possible. <laughs> Anything is possible. <laughs> So that that's what's going on in Vegas. Uh, yeah. Today's my Monday, so I'm getting back to doing the shows, which I'm mm-hmm. really looking forward to because two days off is a long time for me. Yeah. Um, what's going on with you? Uh, not mu- a whole lot. I was uh, kind of traveling up and back uh, to Massachusetts to see some family, but I did do a couple gigs. Uh, there was an interesting uh, thing, and I'm curious to get your take on how you would approach this uh, because I have some philosophy on why I did it the way I did, uh, but just seeing how different performers approach things i was doing a corporate gig up in vermont and it's a one of those big ballroom you know like converted into a stage like there's a stage and a dance floor luckily they put tables on the dance floor so they don't have that huge gap but i think they prefaced the crowd knowing that the mind reader was there and not really explaining that was like a fun interactive like performance per se because the tables near the stage were mostly empty anyway. <laughs> so everyone kind of was freeform sitting away from the stage. So, you know, that barring that, it was a it was a fun show. But whenever I get these round table situations, um, I spot the people who hadn't bothered to turn their chairs towards the stage right 
So I try to incorporate at least one of them in my opening um, piece where I'm just having, it's really simple to participate in the first part of my show because I don't necessarily want people up right away, but I do want them to know it's an interactive piece. So I have people stand up, right? And just, they name a number and it's real easy. So the, I'm looking around the crowd to see who I'm going to use first. And um, I see this guy in this like salmon colored button down shirt back to me and just facing away. So I was like, you sir, the salmon shirt, could you please stand and just give me a number? Zero response. No oh, You didn't response. even acknowledge that you were talking to him? Zero acknowledgement that I was even talking to him. Wow. And that's where I was like, because I was like, oh, I'll use him as an example so he could stand and face it. And then anyone else who's facing away from the stage gets the idea like, oh, let's, there's a show going on now. Because again, the intro should do that. But sometimes the intro doesn't wait for everyone get, to get settled. So they're talking over people, and people might not be aware a show is starting. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they just right. didn't know I was hitting the stage. So I was like, all right, this guy's got his back to to me. I'll, I'll use him as an example so everyone else can turn around and know a show is happening. But he does not respond. So I was like, okay. you, sir, you, sir, yes, in the salmon, who can hear me? Yes, would you please stand? Still right. no response. So now I'm wondering, right. oh, is there any, you know, accessibility thing that I'm maybe not getting. Like, this sure. is all going through my mind. And then I was like, oh, can someone just tap him on the shoulder to see? You know, oh, that's maybe, clever, yeah. You know? so, so they do that. He ignores me still. So now I know that this guy is just being a dick. <laughs> wow, <laughs> like, what a weird response to have. Right, exactly. But I'm now, I don't want to let it go because I don't also want to set up a... a uh, like a pattern where people just think that they can ignore me or not respond in the show, especially with a mind reading show where you need people to participate. Right. Right. So I kind of just kept going, you sir in the salmon. Like I made it awkward for him. So awkward that like the it's, it's that same thing we talk about with hecklers is I get the whole audience on my side. So they're cheering me on to get this guy to participate, right? So now now at the point where I was like, should we just move on to someone else who's a little bit more friendly to play the game, you know, along? They were already like, yeah, let's do it. Let's get the show going kind of idea, right? But right. for whatever reason, this guy wouldn't the, – the thing that pissed me off the most was he wouldn't even acknowledge I was speaking to him. Like, I understand, like, consent and, you know, I want people to have a good time and I only want people who to, to participate who want to participate. Right. But had he said, like, oh, you know, I even just said, like, oh, this is not for me. I'm like – I would have been more sympathetic. But the fact that he just ignored me is what really right. um, made things challenging. So what would you do in that situation, Matt? <laughs> That's a crazy thing. It's it's um it's interesting because I don't believe I've had that exact scenario happen to me. But as mm -hmm. you were telling it, it also didn't fa sound foreign to me. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. it felt very familiar in a way. But I don't right. think I've had that exact thing happen. And this is right at the top. You haven't even done anything yet. So the very first yeah. thing that happens is this awkward thing. And that's what made it more difficult was because again, you don't want to set that precedent of like, oh, everyone else is just gonna you know say no, and it's just gonna be pulling teeth the whole show to get people to volunteer. Which, uh, or to acknowledge you. Yeah, or to acknowledge me even, or to know a show is happening. <laughs> you know? That is crazy. Um, yeah. The reason I think it doesn't feel foreign to me, even though I don't think that exact thing may have happened, may have, I don't know, I don't think it has, uh, is because I think when something that bizarre happens, in my head it just goes into this category of, oh, that's really bizarre. Right. You know what I mean? Like sure. he could have done a couple other things that would have been different, but fallen into the same category of 
I just got nothing to do with this. Like I have, right. I got nowhere to go with sure. this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's hard to think of like what another example would be, mm-hmm. but like just another form of outlandish behavior. Right, um, right. But yeah, so I mean, after the after the whatever bits you choose to go with, whether it's oh sorry to wake you up, sir, or whatever you decide to say, right. And then he's still not responding. The tapping on the shoulder was clever. I think you just have to move on. Yeah. And you I have did. one other choice. Exactly. And I don't think it's the right choice. <laughs> yeah. To, to just stall the show until he responds. Yeah. That, that's not a good way to, especially starting off the show. Uh, well, he's got his back to you. Right. So your other choice, and this, I don't think particularly, especially at the top of the show, and, and even mid-show, this probably isn't the answer, but sometimes curiosity kills the cat or kills the show in this case. Like Mm -hmm. part of me wants to walk into the audience and get in his line of vision and be like, is everything okay? Yeah, (laughs) that is a good approach. I would agree if that happened in the middle of the show, maybe I'd take a moment to be like, all right, we can stop things. Or like, I'm generally concerned about you, sir, now. (laughs) And maybe not for the betterment of the show, but really just for you to see what's going on here. I'm curious, did, did you have a bad experience with a show before? Like, you knew coming to this event, there'd be a show. Like, the fact that you chose to sit where you did, I don't know. Uh, there was a so lot of So we things. never found out what happened. No, no. But I did have to make a bit of it because, again, it was that elephant in the room and you had to call that out. Uh, not palming that elephant in the room, by the way. Just the elephant <laughs> in the room. Uh, but, um... So later in the show, I mean, I think at that point, once people knew how much of a hard time I was having just that guy to stand and say a number, people were more willing to, like, help me out. Those who were paying attention to the show. Again, there's still a lot of chatter in the back and like there was a lot going on in the show. Right. So um, it wasn't the right venue. Right, right, right. But uh, the people who were paying attention were great, and they had a blast, and were having a lot of fun. The um, the people who were able to help out, like understood, like, oh, well, we want to, you know, get the show moving, so we'll help out if he calls on us or whatever. Uh, but some people were still a little hesitant. I don't know, but again, maybe because of that precedent. But I had to keep referring to that guy as like a bit. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I know you're not, you know, not necessarily like super gung ho, but uh, thanks for at least looking in and acknowledging me, unlike Mr. Salmon shirt over here, you know? Right, So that became a running gag throughout the the show, which I don't know, I think kind of drove the point home for a bit. But uh, yeah, he didn't stay to chat at the end. I I think he was even (laughs) gone by the end of the show, so. I mean, why wouldn't he have just been one of the ones chatting in the back? Why bother sitting uh, yeah, there? Yeah, you know? know, was it a dinner or something? Why was, it was he? There was a dinner and then a show yeah. after. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. So, I don't know. It's one of those weird things, and it's just the fact that it happened where it did in the show put a weird, you know, start to the show that you kind of have to dig yourself out of and get everyone back on board. But, uh, well, a couple things. Yeah. Um, well, two things actually. I'll start with this. How did you feel you handled it? Did you walk away feeling like, oh, I could have handled that better? Because that's kind of, I tend to walk away sometimes feeling like that. I I feel like I got um, maybe a little too harsh at times, but uh-huh. uh, I think it was warrant. Like I, I was feeling the energy of the crowd and I was kind of projecting their their attitude <laughs> towards him. Right, <laughs> right, 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't think it was out of line or anything like that. I think it was like within the bounds, but maybe on like the little harsher scale, just because I was like, come on, this is all you have to do is stand and say a number two. And I was like, I probably won't even use you now that right. I know how you. 
<laughs> react, right? Right. right. So but you just, weren't beating yourself up over it, though. No, no. And no. it's the thing, too, that after the show, everyone comes up and is like, wow, you handled that so well. You know, it's like that guy was, you know, just being a jerk to you, that kind of thing. So they were clearly enjoyed the show and had a good time despite that fact. And it just shows, you know, anything can happen in a live performance. Right. right. Uh, so you reminded me of something else as you uh, as you were talking about this, because you said there were some tables in the front row and mm-hmm. people weren't, you know necessarily sitting there off the bat so uh, a few nights ago i had i think four empty seats right in the very front row Mm -hmm. which it's the front row i know those seats are sold but it's not crazy for people to not you know show up in vegas right they miss a flight they uh they had a hot wasted the night before whatever it is hot streak at the tables right (laughs) yeah who knows i mean all sorts of reasons um but these people did show up and it was about I think an hour and 10 minutes into the show. (laughs) I mean, really, I've never seen it that late before ever. I mean, it was crazy. I had like two bits left, you know, it's an 80, 90 minute show. You know, they showed up for the last 10, 20 minutes. Um, And I don't know, we don't make the policies in the room. That's a a link Mm -hmm. thing, a Caesars thing in terms of like whether or not late seating is allowed and all of that stuff. Sure. Um, So anywho, I, always do sort of bits if there are people that sort of come in late and I have a lot of fun with it. And Mm -hmm. I was particularly a little more harsh in a fun way. I think they loved it. Um, you know, about these people because it was so incredibly late that they right. come in. Well, they're going to so, miss the uh, the helicopter line, too, that you like to do for. <laughs> I did that. And and here's the thing. It's never gotten applause before. Uh-huh. It got laughter followed by applause. Yeah. <laughs> so, that- I mean, that worked even better. But, I mean, any second I had, I think I said to the kid, I pulled a kid <laughs> on stage, and I said, you know, how long, how, how long is it going to take you to shuffle all these cards? And he says, like, whatever he said, uh, yeah. Five minutes. And I was like, oh, that's longer than the Miami people have been here. You ah, know? that's good. So, so what I do when people come in late is I ask where they're from immediately. Mm-hmm. I, I think I said, did you walk? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I ask where they're from immediately so that I can, if I want to do a callback to them being late in any way that it might happen to come up uh, organically, yeah. I can always refer to them as the Miami people or whatever. And everyone will remember. Right. So it's a little trick I do there. But um yeah, that was crazy. And then um yeah, I've just never seen never seen someone come in that late. But I think they enjoyed the last 15 minutes. No, I think that's smart to like create an anchor for those callbacks too because again, I just called kept calling this guy salmon shirt guy, right? Because I that's how I initially pointed at him. So it's that that's, same that thing. That was your anchor. That's perfect. So yeah. it's the same idea is you could keep referring back to this if it if you need to do that callback just like you're doing with the Miami people. So I yeah, that's really smart. Uh, just to have something distinguishable so that, again, a lot of comedy and a lot of improv comes from the same reference point. So if you don't create the reference point right away, you know, like, how how are they going to know what you're talking about, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So very fun. I mean, again, the show went great. The clients were happy. I had a blast again with the people who did come up on stage and wanted to be part of the show. Yeah. Uh, there was another funny moment I think you would like. Uh, I just love these little ad lib things. Uh, so I'm doing my holiday routine. 
and I'm guessing um, this lovely woman's uh, costume she once wore. Now, when I selected her, again, the cho- the pickings of people to bring up on stage were a little limited, <laughs> but uh, right. she volunteered to come up, and I didn't know she had, like, a knee brace on, was kind of, like, hobbling up. So, like, I kind of arranged things when she got up to the stage so she could sit and didn't have to be standing the whole time. Uh, but I was like, all right, if I'm able to get your um, – you know, Halloween costume correct. Would you be impressed? Are you amazed? And she goes, I would drop my crutch and run off stage. And I go, whoa, whoa, I'm Jewish, but I'm not Jesus level. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, awesome. Yeah, I just love those little little moments. So I was like, all right, I'll have to put that in the Rolodex if it comes back again. (laughs) Yeah, but did you live up to this now? Did you live up to this? Did she live up to this? I mean, she she was impressed. She didn't run off. (laughs) (laughs) There was no dropping of the crutch? No, no, no. Not at all. <laughs> that would have been so outstanding. <laughs> yeah, and to have that film for all my promo. I could start a religion that way. <laughs> yeah, and then, have. And then, uh, you know, the Ra- Randy Foundation would have to debunk me. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so sounds y- like some eventful shows this week. Yeah, some good shows still uh, hitting the road coming up. Uh, uh, by the time this drops, I'll be in Florida, and then I've got the Erie show coming up. So, yeah, lots of the road life. So more podcasts to listen to. Um, but uh, I've been tweeting a bit, too. Yeah, you're getting sentimental. I'm getting sentimental? What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. You're getting sentimental on the Twitter about, you know, show business and people getting worked up about tearing other people down. I mean, it was, <laughs> And you also tweeted today, I think it was. Uh, I laughed out loud. I had to actually write, ha! Yes, I did see this. Yeah, I, um, I use Twitter as a platform to try, you know, jokes out. So some are. Yeah, but what was this? What was this one? Uh, Do you remember uh, the one from today? Yeah, I think pl- our listeners deserve it. Okay, it was. Uh, it's the one about the 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 food portions, correct? I have to get the. Uh, right. Let's hear it, and I'll tell you if it's the one. <laughs> I have to get the wording correct here. Um, whoever decided large portions should be called family sized and small portions should be called fun sized. Clearly thought their family was boring AF. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. That, yeah, that's yeah. my favorite one in a while, for sure. Oh, uh, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I really enjoy that one. Uh, we'll have to t- make sure that uh, you tell Lou from Howie's podcast you like my jokes. And <laughs> <laughs> that is good. I mean, since you weren't, you weren't, you were giving him the benefit of the doubt on some of those. <laughs> I don't know what I didn't know how to react to Lou. I really no, didn't. No, yeah. but um, you should listen to the it, episode. By the way, um, Matt's two hours where uh, Tiana makes a cameo as well. We'll put a we'll put a link or something mm-hmm. to it. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a fantastic episode, and Lou is uh, a co-host essentially, along with Jackie, who's Howie's daughter, on the podcast, and Lou reads off of his phone these jokes periodically that seem to have no continuity or you know uh, nothing to do with anything that anyone's talking about right. which is part of i think what makes it funny and part of <laughs> why, why how he loves the awkwardness of that so much too um but anyway his jokes are sort of memeable in a way um in the same way that i think this joke is is very memeable why don't we make it a meme and by we i mean i mean it's your joke <laughs> um, if you need my help in memeing it, I'm more than happy. But I think you should make it a meme. Uh, we'll see. We'll see the meme quality of it. Maybe I'll try it on stage a few times and see how it goes, and then do the whole like that's a big thing now on TikTok and Instagram of like the comedians doing their uh, one joke with all the captions so that you could see it and kind of like 
get their you know uh, profile raised a bit. So maybe I'll do it that way if it works in a live setting. Yeah, we'll see. Make a meme. Right. Um. Uh, yeah, meme. I guess you could try yeah. both. What's the? It's not gonna hurt to make the meme. Uh, I mean, you want the credit though. That's the thing. You you put your name. You do a little watermark. Yeah, yeah. I've definitely seen comedian friends of mine who've had their jokes like taken Stolen. And, and then right. you know either repurposed or they cut out the at the the attributing factor part of it. What it's a weird like, thing to do. I know, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> like I always like if I want to quote something, I'm always disappointed if I like if I and I don't end up doing it if I can't find the source. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, or whoever said it or whatever right. the quote was by or whatever. Then right. it's like, oh, I wish I knew who said this for accreditation, you yeah. know? Well, here's let's tie this back to magic discussion. That happens mm-hmm. all the time with magic effects, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, so-and-so's trick you're going to do, and then you're going to play it off as if you're your own. Not you personally, but in the magic world, a lot of magicians do that, right? Mm-hmm. So there's, mm-hmm. you, there's this element of, you know, that cover band philosophy of performing people's effects and so forth but without crediting the original creator. And do you think there should be more of that in magic of being like, this is a, you know, Steinmeier take or whatever, so that the proper inventor gets the credit, even if you're putting your own spin or presentation on it. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, gee, that's such a... <laughs> it's a deep topic. <laughs> it's such a deep topic, and um, there's so much, like, nuance to it. There's really just no black and white on it. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff is by living creators. Some of the stuff right. is public domain. And uh, some of and it, too, it w- is building off of other people's ideas, right? So it's like, you, would you have to credit the whole lineage, right? That kind of right. thing. Right. Is it different for live performance versus recorded performance? Mm-hmm. Are the rules different? Sure. I would think so. I don't know yeah. why or what the differences would be. But I would think there would be differences, just like in music. There mm-hmm. would be differences in what's sort of required for recorded things versus uh, live performance. Um, yeah. And it depends on the flow too. I mean, it would be. I mean, it's like when you're reading a book, and there's a lot of citations. As you, you know, can look at the little footnote and then break the flow of your reading, and then come back. And that's easy to do because it's a kind of a one-person experience reading that book at a time, and you're getting mm-hmm. all the credits as it is like sort of a, a reference book or textbook or kind of in that vein. But if you're watching a show, you're not gonna like stop the flow of a show to be like, this is actually from there. This is like there. Maybe you have uh, liner notes like a, a record might, or maybe like in a like a playbill or or any program that would be interesting to like go to a magic show and see kind of a credited list of you know the people effects that you're doing in the show just for those that are curious to see the lineage that might be a way to solve that problem but i think it would break up the flow if you're in the middle of the show and stop the performance and said like this is so and so this is so and so because i know for me when i perform i do one piece that's specifically an homage to one of my mentors uh the late great uh bob cassidy and uh, anyone after the show who talks about that piece goes, yeah, this is an homage to Bob Cassidy, but I'm not going to start the show or in the middle of that effect be like, by the way, this was invented by my mentor, which you can do, I guess. But again, I want that flow to, to go forward. So, Right. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting area. I mean, I think it, it, online is an interesting place to begin that sort of thing, though. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Instagrams and things like that, you know, just because something is released, it's interesting if we kind of created our own rules where if you were going to perform something that you bought on Penguin Magic or Vanishing Ink that was created by so-and-so, if you just added a credit by so-and-so, like they do with, um, of course, this isn't done really well either, but 
you know, on these dancing videos, I learned recently that DC means dance credit. Yes, yes. So you put DC, and then the person who is credited with sort of choreographing the silly choreography. Okay, you tied this back into the other thing I wanted to bring up on this episode today, because uh, we'll get to my tweet in a moment, but you've been yes. pretty active on social media as well recently. Yes. Uh, Matt, you're dancing. You're dancing on Instagram. <laughs> I, I learned. I told you last week. I learned a TikTok dance. Yeah, you moved. You cleaned up your your little recording studio here in your office. Yeah, just to learn a TikTok dance. Yes. And then on your social media, you posted what? Not one, but two dances. Did you do? Yeah. Or, wow. Yeah. With Marissa, with Marissa and Alejandro, who are career dancers. Wow. <laughs> these are people who you know. Oh, they helped me too. Uh, learn it. But um, these are people who have, you know, had a career as professional dancers and different shows like Vegas, the show, Donnie and Marie. I mean, real productions, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and and then there I am framed between <laughs> the two of them doing these moves. Yeah. And but, I was reading the comments and people are like, Matt, you got moves. Well, this is what I wanted to. <laughs> this is funny that you brought this up because this actually ties into something I wanted to, to chat about. And it's mm-hmm. um, the fact that I. I I, I'm just, we're just used to it with magic, how much negativity it breeds. And then I, I forget that. What do you mean by and that? Then I, what, what? All it takes is, you know, posting just about anything else. Now, I should say, I should be very clear. Anyone listening to this who wants to, quote, unquote, succeed on TikTok or Instagram or whatever, you, you follow the Instagram experts and all of them. They say you have to follow your niche, you know, stick, pick a niche and stick to it. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. So do not follow in my footsteps, right? <laughs> Listen to the experts. I just post whatever I want. Now. Having said that, I post these funny, you know, dance videos. Yes. And they were super fun to do. And you, like you said, you look at the comments, it's nothing but positivity, mm-hmm. fireballs, and this is so great. And oh my God, that's awesome. Now, between you and I, and between all of us, I'm not a great dancer. <laughs> I did the moves, it was fine, and it was fun, and we had a great time doing it. But the uh, immense amount of positivity surrounding just about everything other than magic is insane to me and i recalled there was one other time that i posted something outside of magic and it was when i did you're the best around the song with joe Mm -hmm. esposito and i posted on youtube nothing but positivity and other than these few experiences where i've posted things that are sort of performance based but outside of magic doesn't matter how much better i am at magic more proficient Uh how much you know three decades of experience in doing it Mm-hmm. I post something magic wise, it will immediately attract negativity from some significant portion of the feedback. And that's not just for me, that's for anybody in the field. And it's just insane to me. Um, I, I, there's no way around it. Yeah. Right? So you're saying like the negativity, meaning like people trying to figure it out or saying like, I wasn't fooled by that. Or like, what do you mean negativity on these, on the magic post? This was not good. <laughs> okay. Sure. 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 Um, yeah, you messed up a little bit. And like you didn't uh, even mess yeah. up. They just say that because right. they feel threatened. Right. They right? want to like they want to put something to show that they're <laughs> cool or whatever. I saw what you did. Like <laughs> Now, do you think that All right, do you think it's something intrinsic within magic itself that it's a kind of an antagonistic relationship yes. for some people yes. and they they don't like being fooled and they need to prove that they weren't fooled or whatever, yes. they have to have it. Or yeah. here's the other take that I had on this. Is it because they know this is a professional and that's what you do for a living? They're gonna hold you to a higher standard, but then Not you're like, 
music and dancers, you know, uh, you know, that's outside your wheelhouse, though, they'll be like, oh, look at him, yeah. you know, get outside his box a bit. Not at all. Not no? at all. Okay. Um, no, it's, it's, it, I could tell you, I think from evidence, I can tell you it's number one mm-hmm. because most of the people that see now, these are posted as reels and TikToks, yeah. right? So, um, the way Instagram and, and TikTok work, most of the people, if something gets a lot of views, most of those views are by people who don't follow you. Mm-hmm. And that's why these types of, um, posts gain follow followers this is how you grow on these platforms because you're reaching people who aren't already following you so that means most of the people watching these dances don't know what your forte is right most of these people watching you do magic might not know you're a professional this or that they don't you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so you're actually just getting a canvas of people that are who in who knows what country not knowing anything about you in many cases but you don't um, think there's like diehard dancing fans that like are l- watching dancing videos and be like, oh, you, you missed a step there. You know, like critical. <laughs> Where are they? Why okay. aren't they in the comments? Yeah, That's maybe, what I want to know. All right. So what you're saying is to balance this out, we need more negative comments for dance videos. <laughs> no, no. See, now back to what you were saying. This isn't about tearing other people down. Oh, we didn't get to my tweet yet. <laughs> we'll no, get so to it's, that. It'll, yeah. it'll all feed back. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's uh. It's, I, I mean it. I've really noticed it. And unless you, I, I guess, I don't know. Have you ever experienced it with improv or anything outside of magic mentalism where you're like, wow, this the feedback is just totally different? Uh, I see it with comedy, you know, uh, where people are like, you're, you know, it's more directed at the comedian themselves rather than the specific joke sometimes. It's like, you're not funny. And, you know, there's that negativity to it. Uh, because, again, it's something so subjective, I feel, uh, whether but you it's, can it's make someone laugh. But it's such a smaller laugh. ratio, though. Yeah, I think I think there is there is two ways of thought. And I think you mentioned this on, you know, when you were talking to Howie, too, about how people approach magic. And the thing that pissed him off about people watching magic is the people who are trying to figure it out or then share it with other people was the thing. So it's the fact that they want to show to other people that they were not fooled rather than just moving on with their day and not commenting if they didn't like something. Like, I never got that. It's like, why are we championing? Like, we should be championing the things that we love and we like, and why are we taking the time to make a comment on something that we don't like? Like, you could not like something and just move on and not need to tell everyone you don't like it. Um, But I don't know. That's just kind of, I think, human nature for some things. Uh, and then maybe it's more inherent with magic because of that. You know, it's it's people think it's fooled or not fooled. But as we know from like Penn and Teller fool us, most people going on that show aren't doing it to fool Penn and Teller. They're trying to get a credit and be entertaining. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's that all it, these dynamics in play. I do find it a bit frustrating. You know, I could spend hours trying to get the right take on something magic wise uh, mm-hmm. where everything kind of looks perfect and then you share it and then there's always just negativity of like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of what, what I already mentioned. And then we can do this silly dance in one take <laughs> and everyone just yeah. goes, this is amazing. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Here's the other thing I want to bring up with the, with the dance too, is we talked on this podcast about like, expanding out of that box again going outside your niche here your niche um but to uh you know 
add other elements to be a full rounded performer. I mean, like your idol, you keep telling me, <laughs> Donny Osmond, right? <laughs> Big showman. So is this a uh, what's to come in the trajectory of Matt Franco, entertainment performer uh, in Vegas to nah. uh, to add dancing and some guitaring and other nah. elements to your show to be a well-rounded media entertainment personality? Uh, that, that's never the intention. I like I like my magic show to be my magic show. Yeah, I like to kind of keep that all in one one place. Um, but I've you know I've always enjoyed I've always been somewhat well rounded in the in the entertainment field, and that's why I appreciate performers who do that sort of thing, mm-hmm. who kind of do a little of this and a little of that. So, you know, uh, but no, I, I you know magic is magic is what I do. Right, right, right. I'm just but. saying. You can add some of these dances into the show, and I think people will love <laughs> oh, see, them. <laughs> see, look at—even you think they're at a level where it's show-worthy, right? Yeah, they'll I be think like, so. "Oh, you know that number you do with this and that in the show right now? It's just okay for me." But that dance you did—I think you could just put that in. See, even you are victim to the magic criticism. I am just saying during the bows at the end, just do a little dance. <laughs> Not a bad idea. You can get the rest of the crew to learn it too. It could be a big show stopping ending. <laughs> oh man, this is great. You could do costume changes the whole nine yards. I want Broadway level sets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh wait man. a minute. Literally, I don't know if you saw this. This was today. I saw a comment on one of the dances, I don't know which one, and said, I want Diddleman in the next one. I did see that. Okay. <laughs> uh, probably not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. No, 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 no. Although, I'm, I'm pretty light on my feet. I could probably do it. <laughs> you know, if we do another happen. one of these and we post it, I may, you know, maybe you'll be the one. You'll just go on and go, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> just to make me feel no. a little better about magic because frankly i am a little frustrated with magic after experiencing such positivity from these other things that's so funny it shouldn't it shouldn't detract having joy for something shouldn't detract for something else and that's kind of the point of the tweet that i i made as well You're uh, right so i'm all about the positivity this this came off the conversation we were having about the the NACA conferences too and just how, how many other quote competition there is and so forth like that but I was finding, uh, you know, there was one situation that happened that I don't want to go into that was like, uh, you know, another performer saying things from way back when. Uh, but it was also because I found myself falling into this trap, as we do as performers. And uh, so it was a good reminder to myself. And that's why I posted it. And it gained a lot of traction uh, from people, you know, maybe my most viral, uh, you know, tweet or uh, post on Facebook in a long time. But uh, basically, I'll read it so that everyone can uh, hear it here live, uh, if I can find it. So I said, friendly showbiz reminder. It's easier and more beneficial to be kind and supportive of fellow, fellow entertainers than to be jealous and try and tear each other down. There's always room for good acts and enough work to go around for positive people. The tide lifts all boats. Uh, they don't. They didn't take your opportunity. However, if they succeeded and did well, maybe they created more opportunities for you. So basically, I just wanted to remind myself, like, yeah, there's a lot of people. They're getting a lot of success, especially as shows are coming back. It's great. It's not taking away 
from, you know, an opportunity that I can be like, oh, they got this show and I did it. It's like maybe I wasn't even right for that show, you know, or whatever. Another opportunity is going to come along that might be better. There are all these things happen for a reason. And if someone who's a contemporary, you know, is doing good work, it's just going to raise the profile for what we do and get people to like that type of thing we do more so that maybe they'll think, oh, in the future, we this this other mentalist was such a success. Let's do more mentalists, right? Let's get another mm-hmm. mentalist in here. So uh, I just wanted to throw that out there because in, a, in to combat the negativity, as you're saying, that's so rampant on social media, you see all these people being like, oh, this guy's bad, this, this, so forth, and whatever. You're like, we can remind each other there's room for all of us and just support those who are doing good work. Yeah, why are we tearing anybody down, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's the whether, same idea. It's, no matter what, it shouldn't matter if it's a music video or <laughs> magic or dance, whatever. <laughs> if it's a comment or, or online or in person, like, why are we trying to tear anything down? Right? Yeah, yeah shouldn't I we agree. Be, like that's not the way to the top. The way to the top, I guess it could be if you're successful in slandering everyone else around you, and that you know, I don't think this is the way to go. But mm-hmm. I mean, technically, I guess it is a way to. Well, I guess it doesn't really rise you to the top, right? It keeps you where you are and just removes everyone else lower, <laughs> right? Right. In yeah, theory. Exactly. Right right, right. 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 So it doesn't elevate you to a higher level and improve yourself, right? You're right. just trying to say, you know, these people are worse than me, which is yeah. not a good. Yeah, like you're saying, you're staying in the same spot if we're using that kind of uh, <laughs> yeah. visual metaphor. Um, but if you're, you know, help raising that, I, the quote, by the way, is Twitter abbreviated. The actual quote is uh, the rising tide lifts all boats. Um, so if you, everything is rising up, you're improving everyone, which means you could actually improve even higher than you could with the support of uh, other people as well. I mean, we know, you know, from doing your show and just from, you know, creating stuff or from my show or whatever, it, it as much as it seems like it's a one-man operation a lot of times, you do need a support network around you. It's really hard to get to a, a higher level of success without you know, support from friends, family, team members, crew members, bouncing ideas off each other. And if you're just one of these people that keeps like, you know, disparaging other people or is difficult to work with or it's only about you, Who's going to want to work with you? Who's going to want to make that connection, that networking of like, right. oh, we're going to we want you for this specific opportunity. Or if you're hard to work with, they'll be like, no, he's talented, but he's kind of a jerk. So let's not give it to him. You know, like you don't want right. to be in that situation either. So well, I mean, I, I, and I guess you don't want to get too into specifics here, but something set this off. Something happened to you or you kind of said it was a reminder to yourself. So were you feeling a certain way? What? what yeah, it was a this? combination of a couple of things of like just, uh, you know, uh, I mean, someone maybe mentioning I don't again, don't want to go into specifics. So I'm trying to yeah, be vague but you on get, this. You got to give me the broad strokes here. Uh, yeah. Like uh, someone who maybe saw me years and years and years ago had an impression of, of what they thought happened that was wrong. And we're like passing this along to managers and agents. A performance thing, or like something yeah, like performance just thing. Of per- oh, yeah, really? yeah, yeah. Not even. And it, and it's again, it's just someone who is just being again, probably bad about feeling bad about the way they are in their career or whatever. Mm-hmm, so we mm-hmm. just kind of had to handle that and um, play a little, um, you know, recoil there. But also, you know, as things were people posting on social media, you, you see other people's successes and it's hard to fight that jealousy that comes up sometimes because you're like, oh, why did this person get that? So I was feeling that a little bit in myself as well. But I was like, no, 
and, and again, we all from, feel that. We all feel that, right? We all feel that. I think I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure that ever exactly stops. Maybe if you're no. Mick Jagger, I don't know. <laughs> but no, really, I mean, the conversation we had here a couple of weeks ago just was like a good reminder to have. It's like, no, you're not competing with anyone else. Right. You just have to be the best you, right. and that's that, it, as long as you're true to yourself. You're not really, you know, copying or you know in the same ballpark of what what other people are doing because mm-hmm. you want to build your own i hate yeah hate your brand that term right <laughs> or mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. whatever it is because that's what makes you unique and that's what people are going to latch on to mm-hmm. so anyway so i just wanted it was a combination of those two things it was like let's put this out in the world and as a reminder for myself and a reminder to other performers and not just performers it applies to other aspects and other careers and other parts of life as well yeah, I think in every market, and I'm not just referring to entertainment, I think mm-hmm. there's always room for someone who's good. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So. I agree. But Matt, I think it's time we should switch gears and get to Diddle Me This. Diddle me this, diddle me that. Will Eric end up stumping Matt Riddles? All right. Uh, we were talking about spelling and everything, but I want to go a different direction here because I feel like you're getting too good at these word ones. So let's change it up with some numbers, Matt. This is a number riddle. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. is this the difficult one? Uh, this is a more difficult. I, okay. I, I, yeah. We'll see how you do on this. So if 66 equals 2, 999 or 999 equals 3, 8 equals 2, 96, 96 equals 4, 8, 1, 2, 3 equals 2. I could do more examples, but what does 8, 1, 6, 9, 8, 2 equal? If you're driving and listening to this, you might want to jot these down so you can take a look. Or even I have you, to Matt, jot these down or no? If you, if you want to jot them down, it's probably easier uh, to, to help solve this uh, okay. as well. So if you have a pen and a paper, I'll go through all the examples once. Um, there's a f- few examples and you got to kind of figure out how does this work and solve the final question. So All right, six- hang on. I'm getting a piece of paper here. Yeah, I should have warned you that we we're going to do some, <laughs> some math writing. Uh, and again, if you're driving, don't, don't write and drive. Just listen. And, well, that, uh, that was literally the first thing you said was if you're driving, you're going to want to jot this down. Oh, that's what I meant not to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, okay. All right. So uh, 66 equals 2, 999 equals 3, Okay. 8 equals 2, Okay. 9696 equals 4, Okay. Uh, let's go 8123 equals 2, Okay. I can already tell you're going to hate this riddle, 98 equals 3, Uh-huh. And eight eight equals four. So the question is, what does eight one six nine eight two equal? Huh. All right, talk it out. See what you could do. What are your initial thoughts on this riddle? I'm still writing. Eight one six nine eight two. What does it yeah. equal? Yeah. Uh, my initial thoughts are I hate it. Yep. I knew you were no. going to hit this one. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm not a math guy, but this isn't a math problem. Really, no. It's a riddle. It's a riddle. That's the thing. It's not a math. You don't need to know. You don't have to bust out your calculator. I have absolutely <laughs> no idea, like, why 
I'm not finding any pattern at all. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Two, three, two, four, two, three, four. Two, three, two, four, two, three. Oh. No. Two, three, two, two. <laughs> what What three. did you think that was? I'm curious. What I that thought was. maybe like there was a pattern to the answers. Oh, okay. So like it was just like two, three, two, four, two, three, two, and then the answer is four because it's the next one in All the pattern. Right, so, so the order of each of those little equations I gave you doesn't matter. I'll give you that Kay. hint. Okay. So, so you can look at each separately and figure this out. Okay, but I but I can't figure it out just from one. I have to look at all of them. That helps you determine the pattern of okay. how to solve this. But if I were to just give you a, if I gave you those out of order, you could still solve it. Or if I gave a, just another random example, I just hope they're not like it's like they're all divisible by you know something. No, like no, it's no, something no. Super mathy like that. No. Okay. Nine 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 equals three. Eight yeah. equals two. Nine equals four. Eight one two three equals two. This is my revenge, by the way, because I was upset of the last uh, trivia you've been giving me that <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I'm thinking maybe this has something to do with odd versus even. Hmm. It seems like. I'm going to come up with a few more examples just off the top of my head. Um, All right. 100 equals 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go with... Why wouldn't that equal 3? Well, that's what you got to figure out. <laughs> um, let's go with uh, 888 equals 6. Yeah, that's because that's the number of syllables. Oh, that's a clever way to look at it. I do like that you're starting to think of it more than just numbers themselves. Uh, so other ways, other properties of these numbers. So no. give me the give me the the noise because I got it right. No, that's not no. correct. <laughs> <laughs> that that number you said did happen to be six syllables. Was it? Yeah. Eight hundred eighty-eight. Eight hundred eighty-eight. Oh, you're right. Eighty-eight. Yeah. It um, doesn't yeah, line up I'm, with the other I'm examples. I'm stumped here. All right, I'm going to give you a hint. Um, look at, uh, let's see, look at the digits themselves. Okay. Does that tell you anything? Yeah. What does it tell you? Yeah. So basically, it's just counting the circles. <laughs> That's all this is. That yeah. is so stupid. <laughs> that is the worst. <laughs> One we've had in 72 episodes, 71 episodes. I'll tell you why I like this. I like the, the out-of-the-box thinking of this. It actually applies to uh, some principles in magic, which is why I like this. Is because if you can take something that people see every day and you can look at it in a different way and uh, figure out different properties, that can give you more information that people are unaware of that they don't know that you're aware of. So those are some things that I use in mentalism. There's some things with playing cards that I've used this principle with um, as well uh, that are just uh, really fascinating. So uh, I, I like this. So and for those of you who didn't catch from Matt, it's just the closed loops. So 88 is four because eight, an eight is going to be two because of the top circle and the bottom circle. So 88 doubles that. So it's four. Um, 100 is the example I gave. Two circles there. <laughs> so if it's a thousand, it would be three. <laughs> 10,000 would be four because of circles. But then you get the circle in the nine and the circle in the six as well. <laughs> So, yeah, you're counting the little closed loops, and that's why I like this riddle. You're out of the circle of trust. That's it. No! <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, th- does that mean I can't count that circle, the circle of trust, <laughs> as one? Don't even count it. Okay. You're not in it. You're just, just sitting right outside looking at it now. <laughs> you are so upset. No, but let's see if you can one. get your revenge in some trivia. Matt picks up the question, then he stares at it. Eric's at the ready, time to use his wit. Pressure, 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 trivia, pressure, trivia time. You want anatomy or math? Uh, Well, I feel like we just did a lot of numbers, so let's spare our listeners and do anatomy. All right. What is the smallest bone in the body? The smallest bone in the body, okay, I don't know the exact one, but I think the three smallest bones are the ones in the ear. So I'm going to go with the, the anvil, the stirrup, and the, is there a hammer maybe? Um, so I want to say, are, is, is, the, is it the hammer is the correct, or those are the three bones? Or are you just going to give me the, all three? Just give me the noise. <laughs> the answer is the ear. <laughs> The ear. <laughs> There's three bones in the ear that are the tiniest, and I don't you know. You went if those so are the far deeper into the answer than I could have, because my answer here just says ear. <laughs> that is hilarious. So as soon as you started talking, I was ready to give it to you. But that's not that's not the uh, you know that's not the th- that's not the answer because there's three bones in the ear. <laughs> Let me give you the math one really quick. But by the way. I was correct. I'm just going to say it was the hammer, the anvil, and the oh, stirrup. I yeah, that's that amazing that you knew that. <laughs> Let me give you this math one really quick. All right, sure. How many D- dots are there on two dice? Dots on two dice. Ooh, okay. Let me. I can do this. Um, hmm. All right, so the opposite sides equal seven. There's three sides. Uh, I mean, there's three pairs because it's six-sided dice. So three times seven is 21. Double it, it would be 42. You did that so much faster than I would have. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been like six plus five plus four plus three (laughs) plus two plus one times two. That's what I would have been doing. (laughs) I'm always fascinated. Maybe that's the mentalist in me, or just I I just love how people solve problems and what their thought process is. Have you ever seen those like memes that are always coming up on Facebook or whatever on social media, or like how do you solve this problem? And people talk through their processes. And it's so funny to see how people differ on like, you know, there's a lot of stuff with speed math where mm-hmm. if it's close to a easier number, you can mm-hmm. either, you know, add to it first to make it round and then mm-hmm. add on top of that and then subtract the difference later. Or you can add them together and then make that round and subtract or like the different approaches on how to, appro- uh, uh, to solve these for different people are very fascinating to me. Well, look, you absolutely crushed both trivia and riddles today. This was a strong, strong showing for you on delivering (laughs) of the the riddle and the answering of the double trivia. Someone should send you a medal, some kind of prize. I mean, this was this was a big day. I think it was a big day, Uh, but we're uh, we're wrapping up. So, Matt, we should probably get to our goals. I, now, we really did go freeform. We literally ended the show with riddles. I know. Oh, well, we were talking. Uh, we had a, some good discussion in the middle about. I loved know, it. Yeah, all, all the, uh, the but elements. But we, we don't normally do that. We don't normally yeah. do it at, towards the end, but that's that's where it happened. So, where it uh, yeah, goals. My goal is waiting on you right now. That's my goal. <laughs> so your goal from last uh, week was to get a mic and fancy boom arm and is reliant on me sending you links. 
Yeah, I want you to send me a link to what you got. Let me ask you a question. Where do you plug your headphones into? Do they go into your computer directly or no? They go into my mixing board. So I might need to get some kind of mixing something if my headphone jack is jacked up. We'll see. No, or yeah, maybe yeah. no, we determined it was just the headphone, didn't we? Yeah, we think. Yeah, because I'm plugged headphones. in right now and it's working with right. a different headphone. Okay, exactly. So links to just all the above, any piece of technology you have in your house, apartment, I want you to send me. So that makes my goal this super, this week super easy. Send Matt <laughs> links. But I mean everything, not just the podcast stuff. I want to know every piece oh, of okay. electronic equipment you have. From the whole studio, you want the PlayStation, you want yes. the Oculus. You yes. Want all the gaming and then whatever stuff. else I don't even know how to pronounce or what I've it is. Just got send the, it to uh, me. The auto lights that I can just use my Alexa to. Uh, oh, yeah. Alexa, stop. Uh, <laughs> sorry. To and then I'll it. try to figure out which ones have to do with the podcast, and those yeah. are the ones I'll purchase. You'll mix and match and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be like a riddle. <laughs> okay, great. So, um, so I'm going to write for That's not really a goal for you, though. <laughs> that's, what do you that's mean? Relying, How is that not a goal? That's relying on me. What is your goal for this? <laughs> My goal is to convince you to send me a link. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will, but I'm going to send you an L-I-N-Q. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to uh, sell you an L-I-N-Q. Can that be the title? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'll send you that. Uh, and then, uh, all right, so I guess you're just convincing me. Anything else in terms of, you know, your show or magic? No. Okay. No. Cool. Absolutely uh, not. My, I honestly, I this is not even a joke. I, I, I am a mess right now. Like, yeah. if you look at me, I got a windscreen attached to my desk. I got yeah. a, uh, I'm holding the microphone, like, like, but it's not even the type of microphone you should hold. Right. I'm lean, hunched over. My back <laughs> is hurting. This, this can't continue like this anymore. I got one earbud in because okay. the other one doesn't work. I mean, come on. This, if this isn't a goal, yeah, I don't know what is. All right. I'm also gonna add trivia book. <laughs> Oh, no. No. Okay, let's talk no? about that. Oh, okay. Let's talk so, about that. So, I am no longer resorting to the internet for trivia or my own brain. Oh. I have a source now. Is it Tiana? No. <laughs> I remembered that I subscribed to an app, an application, that gives me access to books. Oh, okay. Like Audible, but not audiobooks. Sure. But they actually have audiobooks, too. And uh, I did a little search for trivia, and I found some trivia books there. Oh, so you did get a trivia book? Yeah, just digitally okay. yeah. through the phone and the iPad. Yeah. Oh well, you there we go. You accomplished a goal. Clap, yeah, clap, I totally clap, forgot. Clap. I have access to a multitude of books <laughs> that are digital. Yeah. All right. So. Well, there we go. Uh, all right. Well, my goal was to pick a book and focus on just that, uh, mm -hmm. and I did. I finished, mm -hmm. uh, I really, it's amazing when you have a little downtime uh, and you just put your, you know, get, get in that flow. I finished like a good, like mentalism book on like that's volume one of two. There's multiple to this, so I got to start the next one soon. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, maybe we'll get into that next week. Uh, just some thoughts on how mentalism and magic books uh, are kind of written these days. But uh, yeah, I think it was a nice, easy read and there's some good concepts in it. So I, I accomplished my goal. And I guess my goal for next week is to send you links. So that's send me them links. Super easy. I'll start another book. I'm gonna add that too. So I'll start. Yeah. Start another magic book. Uh, perfect. So Matt, where can uh people uh get in touch and see you perform? I'm at the Link Hotel and Experience. We've got dates on sale from now through the beginning of the summer. 
Get your tickets. The show is uh, it's just so much fun. I can't wait to, to go in and do another one tonight. Ticketmaster.com, mattfranco.com, and what's going on on the Diddleman side. Well, also check out, if you haven't, the Howie Mandel podcast where you were on, the Insider podcast, a bunch of those TV spots. You, can, you were all over. You can check that out on YouTube as well. So Howie has like a, a video version of mm. the podcast, which is it's also a really fun watch too if you're a watching podcast type of person. And you can see some of the fun memorabilia in his studio from Bobby's World and such. Yeah, uh, that's real fun. I saw just a brief image, and he has a giant Bobby, which is amazing. Yes. I um, am going to be uh, all over the place a bit uh, in the next couple of months, some private stuff, but there are some public performances you can check me out at. Uh, I will be at Keller's Magic and Comedy Club up in Erie, Pennsylvania, coming up. Of the 19th and 21st, uh, through 21st, excuse me, up in Erie, Pennsylvania. So you can check out uh, tickets. And if you're especially in the Erie, uh, Pennsylvania area, come see me perform live. I'll also be at Scam again. We did, uh, we just reopened Scam at a, well, we, <laughs> my friends Harrison and Patrick, reopened the show at a new venue uh, here in New York City around 32nd Street, I wanna say in uh in k-town so uh check that out uh magicscam.com i will be back there on the 28th of november and um i'll be at the rose room at some point i think in december so uh just uh i'll uh, i'll keep you posted on that and of course you can visit my website ericdittleman.com and you can visit our website at mindovermagicpodcast.com where you can also email us directly at mindovermagicpodcast at gmail.com and follow us on the socials at mindmagicpod wherever you are at and make sure to leave a uh, positive comment and ignore <laughs> any <laughs> negative comments if you don't like anything just move on <laughs> yeah eat that matt donnelly we finally have a website yeah you can't talk about us not having a site anymore we gotta tell them we gotta tell them yeah <laughs> <laughs> well Thanks, this Alex. is great we got a lot to talk about for next week as well but uh thank you listeners for tuning in uh we truly appreciate you if you want to do those things that help us out as a podcast like write a review and uh you know share it with a friend that'd be helpful all right thanks everybody all right i'll talk to you next time bye-bye